This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello, you're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. We are going to start talking about college basketball, which hasn't started yet, but we're well on our way to college basketball season. We are indeed. Um, just a few weeks, so it's coming up soon. The news in the college basketball world is kind of impossible to keep up with these days. Um, it Facts. came out uh, earlier this week that Arizona uh, got their actual um, violations laid out for them. Um, so... There's still talk of what exactly that's going, the punishments will look like. Um, It seems like the experts think that Sean Miller will be suspended um, for a decent amount of time as a coach and then um, likely a postseason ban for a year or two um, for Arizona, but we won't really know what those specific um, punishments will look like for quite a while so just a lot going on <laughs> yes the drama continues to happen in college basketball you you don't really love to see it but i feel like there should be like a reality tv show about college basketball coaches yeah that would be interesting um lots of different personalities so oh yeah um, and then more college basketball news. There was supposed to be, um, somewhat of a bubble tournament, um, happening in Orlando at the ESPN complex. And that has, uh, officially collapsed. <laughs> um, there were a lot of challenges with COVID testing protocols because all these schools are from different conferences and different conferences have different rules in terms of how often their players need to be tested for COVID. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it was just kind of a logistical nightmare. So basically smaller little tournaments are popping up in different places um, on the schedule, but I'm I'm a little confused as to how playing different tournaments solves the issue. I would think you would still have the problem of these different conferences having different testing protocols, but maybe I'm missing something. Maybe they're going to try to go with conferences that have similar Could, yeah. testing protocols. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why the NCAA doesn't just do like a, a standard Sorry, one to yeah, make this easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it doesn't like I can see where they might have thought, okay, different conferences handle it because like outbreaks might be different in different regions. But I don't know, at this point, there's no 
right way for things so you might as well just make it standard across the country for this and be like yeah it it might not be like a huge issue in north dakota but it is an issue in california like it's just to protect everyone yeah and i think where part of the problem comes in with um the ncaa is that certain conferences don't have as much money to throw at testing super regularly so if the NCAA were to institute a national kind of mandate for their players um, in terms of how often they need to be tested, then certain conferences that have a ton of shared revenue, like the SEC would be like, okay, whatever, you know, we, we have a ton of money to throw at this if we need to. And then other conferences, like smaller ones, um, you know, could struggle with that expense. So, I'm sure that probably plays into it a bunch, but it's just, it's crazy. So um, Gonzaga was supposed to play in this uh, Orlando bubble. And now there are a lot of rumors going on as always Mm -hmm. uh, with sports, but it seems like their schedule for non-conference will be mostly very exciting. Um, They're currently rumored to play Kansas and Auburn at Fort Myers over Thanksgiving. And then um, there's also a lot of talk of them playing Tennessee, which that hasn't been confirmed. But um, they will be playing Baylor and Iowa in December, which this all sounds great to me. Yeah, those are all some solid teams to have Gonzaga play like before conference play. Um Definitely Kansas said, like, that Mm -hmm. looks really big. And then Baylor and Iowa are both pretty respectable basketball programs. Baylor more than Iowa, but Iowa has the potential to do well this year, I would think. Yeah, good names, good conferences. Um, So hopefully that all works out. It's just wild to think about how it's almost November and we don't really have an official conference schedule to go off of for a lot of teams it's crazy um but it's kind of fun too so it's so chaotic it's so weird um so that's your college basketball very biased west coast update uh (laughs) i don't understand it's fine everyone needs a west coast basketball update like they are they're only getting east coast college basketball updates the west coast matters too yeah no Um, people already get their east coast basketball information we don't need to you know, add to it. To, yeah, embellish that. So, uh, moving on to college football, what do you have for us? Well, my beloved Wyoming Cowboys made their return this last weekend. Nice. My beloved Wyoming Cowboys made me sad this last weekend. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they took an L in Nevada to open up the season. Um, they started the game not great, bud. Uh, offense wasn't doing. A lot. Um, the starting quarterback was injured pretty early on in the first quarter, which is also like that to start the game. That's bad. And then they just weren't making anything happen. Um, then they came back in the second half and I believe there was an overtime um, and they lost in overtime to Nevada, 37-34 and uh, pour one out for the Wyoming Cowboys and all of the fans. Um, I don't think that this is a good indicator of how they'll play the rest of the season. I think it just 
like many teams, that first game back is um, kind of a rough go. And mm-hmm. teams just need to kind of get their footing. And um, it isn't made easier again with an injury to a team leader. Um, some other some other losses. Well, everyone loses in the in this game. So um, one team loses in every game. <laughs> and uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, hosted the Iowa State Cyclones, stopping their October winning streak, um, 24-21. So not a bad – like, it, they didn't blow out Iowa State by any means. Um, another game where it wasn't a great indicator of, like, how good Iowa State is this season. Um, so it's it's kind of hard, but it didn't – fortunately, didn't really impact them in terms of rankings significantly because Oklahoma State was favored in this game. Texas beat Baylor. Texas needed this win. My goodness gracious. <laughs> um, they almost fumbled this win. <laughs> like, so they were leading Baylor 23. You're just like, yes, love to see that. You love to see Texas is back. And then um, Baylor comes back and like not obviously strong enough to like come back and win. But it does make me doubt Texas um, in general this season. They've not looked great. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they had the motivation at the beginning of that game against Baylor to look good and play well because they've been struggling so bad. But I don't know. I don't. I think Texas has a not fun road ahead of them the rest of the season, going into next season probably. Um, tough time. It's a very tough time, but fortunately for Texas. They have the the brand, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter if they're. Yep, it's like the Cowboys not. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Let, well, ooh, exactly like the Cowboys. Um, the like brand's Texas, still there. They still are going to be like the most wealthy, you know, team, despite like how they actually are playing. So, despite <laughs> um, losing this weekend to the Washington Football Team, twenty-five to three. Oof. Uh, we're not talking about the NFL yet, but like, if you didn't know that the Cowboys had a rough go, <laughs> now you do. <laughs> yeah, tough. Um, some more tough goes involve Big Ten teams. <laughs> My God! My goodness gracious! There were so many blowouts that mm. I. You ever just turn off a football game because you're like, all right, well, I see that you're going to win this and not let up. Well, yeah. So typically. I don't know. I just can't get into college football this season for whatever reason. Um, a part of it, I think, is it's triggering because I see all the fans in the stands of these games, and I'm just like, oh, this is not good. Oh, God. Um, so I just don't watch it because then I don't see the fans. That's, that's but um, where was I going with this? Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. College football. It's, it's, I don't know. It's tough to watch this year for me. Okay. But I, what I do yeah. is I check the scores every weekend. And like, if something's close at the end, I'll turn it on for a little bit towards the end. Um, and there were really not that many games uh, to do that with this weekend. That is correct. That was the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> no, all good. So. It's, um, it, 
I, I guess I didn't have like any large expectations. So I started watching the Iowa State, Nebraska, or Iowa State, Ohio State, Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nebraska was like, I'm here. I'm here to play. And I'm like, oh, man, Scott Frost, are you are you for real? Is this happening? No, no, no. <laughs> Ohio State beat Nebraska 52 to 17. That's a um, lot of touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> They did not let up. Justin Fields looked good. Um, I, I about half my stopping point for a game like this. I'm just like, all right, I made it to halftime. I've seen everything I need to see. I know that a lot of exciting things can happen in the second half, and often they do. Like the second half is typically more exciting. Mm-hmm. But you know, in your soul, when you're like, no, this is about to be a blowout. This was a situation like that. Um, Michigan also. Did that at Minnesota, 49-24. Just like, okay, well, I that game fortunately was right before the Wyoming game. So I'm like, well, I could watch Minnesota lose or I could watch my own team lose. And I'm going to go watch my own team lose. Um, <laughs> but neither of these blowouts are as bad as Wisconsin blowing out Illinois 45-7. to Yeah. <laughs> Like, and then now, like, I think three of their quarterbacks have COVID. Oh, that checks out. I think three, maybe two. I don't know. I saw something that was like, they're very depleted at that position for the next several weeks because of COVID. So it's just crazy. It is a very wild season and year. And it doesn't stop at that. Mm-mm. Indiana upset Penn State, thirty six thirty five in overtime. That was a game that I wish I had turned on mm-hmm. when I got an alert. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> I mean, not anyone. And by the inch, the inch of the football that dictated. I'm just like, all right, cool. Game of um, inches. <laughs> it is. It is so good on Indiana. Uh, I'm. Very curious about how the rest of Penn State season is going to look. If um, it's going to be a down year for them, I think they play Ohio State next. And um, if it is a down year for them, you know that Ohio State will not let up off the gas and will steamroll Penn State this weekend. Indeed, <laughs> an educated guess. I hope I'm wrong because I none no one wants to watch a blowout. No. Like it's not as much fun as like a good game. No. Never. Never. Um, any other college football? I guess the Pac-12 is going to be playing again this weekend. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been, ooh, <laughs> it's been a hot minute. I feel like everyone else has been back, and the Pac-12 is like, Ayo, all of our states are on fire. Yeah, it's not great. Some of them are still on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hopefully it gets better so that players aren't dealing with the smoke and that people aren't dealing with fires burning down where they live. That'll be great. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's basically it for college football. Yeah. Um, NFL. The Steelers are the only unbeaten team remaining, which makes me very sad because I'm Same. not a big Steelers fan. Same. Um, I can't believe Ben Roethlisberger is still playing. Same. <laughs> I feel like like I really forgot about him legitimately. I'm like, oh, 
I saw a graphic and I was like, he's still their quarterback. Okay. Didn't, didn't even really know that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he just seems so old and kind of like, I don't feel like he really gets talked about much. I, no. You know, um, especially considering, you know, they were one of the few last unbeaten teams. So anyways, um, so I predicted, I think that the Seahawks were going to go 8-0. I think I said that last week. Um, yeah. Maybe jinxed it. Maybe not. I don't know. Regardless, it's not not going to happen this year. Um, they lost the Cardinals in overtime. A very weird game. Russell Wilson threw three interceptions, which is unheard of for him. Yeah, it was very odd to see. Um, and then just kind of squandered the game away there at the end. Um, so... That hot take was a flop, but that's okay. Still right. only one loss. I will take it. Yeah, that's that's still not a, a bad start to the season. And no. maybe they won't lose any other games. That would be nice. We'll see. Um being a Jaguars fan, I personally am like not a Jaguars fan, but um being a Jaguars fan is sad. Uh <laughs> First, they were not really doing so great against the Chargers. They were, you know, down a couple touchdowns. And then they come back and they, you know, they score 21 unanswered points. And they still lose. (laughs) So, like, man, if you have a friend who is a Jaguars fan, they've been sad all season. They are, they are the sad fan. Go give them a hug. (laughs) Don't tell them everything will be all right because I don't think the Jaguars are going to win lots of games this season. Um, it just it is what it is. Yeah, there's always next year, uh, and I believe they have a bye this week, which is probably for the best. Yeah, so. it's crazy to think about how people were talking about them winning a Super Bowl only a couple years ago. For real. And now the tables have turned. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years, they'll be back to being really good. I don't know. I Maybe they're going to be bad for a really long time. Still. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, but yeah, what is uh, your game of the week this week? Um, so my game of the week is the 49ers at the Seahawks in Seattle. Um so it's on Sunday afternoon. Um, the Seahawks are five and one, and the 49ers are four and three. Um, I would like to point out that the NFC West is highly competitive. Um, it is a very tough division to be in. Um, and we're gonna just compare them to the NFC East for a second. Um, so wrap your mind around this, people. First place in the NFC East, that team is a game and a half behind last place in the NFC West. So the team that is last place in the NFC West is doing like significantly better than the team in first place in the NFC East. That's a bad place to be. Things are very lopsided. They are. That's. I, I think it's very safe to say this year, even now, that um, the NFC West is going to have someone in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a very good assumption. I think you were correct. I don't think that's a hot take. That's a freezing cold take. Yeah. Uh, man. Good for the NFC West, though. Good. Yeah. 
I mean, you like just need to be competitive as long as your team is the one that can get out of that competitive division. That's true. (laughs) Going back to the Nuggets, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, like it's it's like, oh, why is this division after me so good? (laughs) Why couldn't we be in the NFC East? (laughs) But but then you're not watching as fun of games. Yeah. So the quality of football is very good. Um. Yeah, so that's my game of the week. What do you got? I I like to be sad. I don't think I'm going to be sad with this one. So Hawaii is playing at Wyoming Friday night. Um, so, you know, you can catch me on my couch watching this game and social distancing and probably eating snacks. Um, it. It, it should be fun. I'm, I'm happy that it's like a Friday night game. I'll fall asleep halfway through. I'll wake up to see the end. It'll be like an ideal evening, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> And um, it's just I'm just happy to watch Wyoming. It's cool that they're going to be in Laramie. It'll be so weird to see uh, War Memorial Stadium like empty mm-hmm. this early in a season. It's not that weird to see Jonah Field or War Memorial Stadium empty. Like I've seen games where it's you know I've been at games where it's been like 10 degrees and no one's there. Like yeah, that makes sense. It's freezing. So. Sure. I mean, it's one degree there right now, so maybe it won't be a packed. It really wouldn't be a packed game. So it'll be pretty cold. It's at night. They're going to have the heated benches. Ugh. I'm I got a shiver just there. thinking about a one degree temperature. <laughs> oh. So that's my game. And I hope that nice. both no injuries because it's going to be so cold. I'm hoping that there are no injuries on either for either team and they just like stay healthy. Sure. It's important it's super important um like i think everyone i can safely assume most people don't want anyone to get hurt while playing um and in, it's it would just be made even worse that it's so early in the quote-unquote season it's a weird season i know that for some teams they're like we're halfway through it mountain west just started this last week and it's just it's a lot um indeed <laughs> <laughs> what is your hot take this week? Um, so I recently went to an aquarium. Ooh. And I noticed there were not a ton of adults there. <laughs> and um I think it's a really good uh not quarantine activity, but um, you know, pandemic activity if your state is in a place where like you can go out and do things and it's like somewhat safe you know um if you're having a huge active outbreak maybe not but um aquariums i think are great places for adults to go check out and i don't know why why there weren't more adults there it was a lot of kids um but aquariums i think that adults can get more enjoyment out of them than kids possibly that's my hot take there's so many cute animals and cool science stuff to read feels like you're going to a museum but it's just cuter i wonder if adults think that there's like a stigma associated (laughs) with going to the aquarium they're like no i don't want to go because that's for like kids (laughs) or for like i don't know I think you take someone there when you. I think what are you gonna it, say? I think it might be. I think that maybe is a thing. Um, I would say the same goes for zoos, like zoos and aquariums. It's like I've already been to a zoo. Like, why do I need to go to a different one? 
Like, I don't so know. Much fun. How long has it been know. since you saw an elephant? Too long. If I don't see one every day, it's been too long. <laughs> like, it can still be fun even if you've been to one before. Uh, yeah. So that's what I have this week. Um, what is your hot take? My hot take involves candy because uh, it's the week of Halloween. Yeah, perfect timing. Perfect timing for a candy take that isn't candy corn is good. That was the hot take last year. Yep. This year's hot take is Junior Mints is a tier one candy. Like, I would be so excited if I were a child. <laughs> I think <laughs> and that's a, trick-or-treating. That's good. I I think it's somewhat of, a, I, I would say, warm verging on hot. Um, people forget about the Junior Mints. They do. They don't get enough credit. They're just—they're so good. They—they they belong up there with like a Reese's cup, Snickers. Again, Snickers far too much credit. Whoa, I like Snickers. I mean, I do too, but like, I don't think they're so much better than Junior Mints. Oh no, they're in the same tier. They're yeah. tier one. Yeah, but I feel like, like I feel like most people would say like Snickers and Reese's are like definitely like far above. Junior Mints. So I think it is a pretty decently hot take. Um, but I'm with you on this. I love this. I'm glad you support this. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't like a yuck reaction because I feel like people just, they also don't like Junior Mints, which is weird to me. Junior Mints are so easy and plain. Yeah. Like they're good. I don't know. And I also I'm like fresh. them because they don't, um, like they don't instantly melt on your fingers like i feel like yeah. no matter what the temperature is if i have a snickers i've got to like wash my hand off afterwards because i got like a little bit of chocolate on it whereas yep. junior mints no mess you can freeze a snickers bar and still have to wash your hands afterwards <laughs> true same with Reese's. like i don't know there's yeah. something about that kind of waxy like little bit on the chocolate i don't know i mean i love them but there's just something about it where even if it's like yesterday, I had a Snickers. It was like 20 degrees. So, still got chocolate on my hand. <laughs> it's not the heat, people. Yeah, no, it's, they're all good. They're all tasty. But some are a little bit easier to share with friends and have in your hand. Indeed. <laughs> um, have you had any good wine lately? I am... Once again, saying that it's cold in Texas, so it is red wine season. And this time I mean it. This time it's legitimately cold. It's in the 40s. It's it's cold. Um, and so I'm going with the Cupcake Red Velvet Red Blend. It is, I don't know, it's nice, warm, and like soft red. Because they have but, a darker red, right? And this is not the darker red. This is not the darker red. Both are pretty good. Both of their red blends are pretty good. But this one, I'm just like, ah, oh, it like, it's just very pleasant. It's fruity. It like, it's good on a cold, dark day um, at the end of the day. Very nice. Yeah. A well, classic. <laughs> it is. What is the wine you're drinking this week? Um, I picked up a bottle of the Chloe brand um, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a California mm -hmm. red wine. Um and it goes perfectly with The Bachelor because the label is, like, super basic and girly. And, um, excuse me, The Bachelorette is what is going on now. Um, and it's freezing cold here, too. So I was definitely not going to go with a white or rosé for the week. So, 
I think we're past that season. Yeah. It's got the flavors I like, the vanilla, chocolate, mm. berry combination. Ooh, Anytime I, I see that. those on like a, a label or the little like sticky things they put like below the wines to give a little description, I'm like, probably going to like that one. Yeah. So. That sounds nice. That might be the next the next one. I keep wanting to try the Snoop Dogg one. That's oh, really yeah. the next red wine that to try. That's a good one for when it's like it. it's definitely like a cold day because it's not – it's not a 60 degree red wine, I wouldn't say. Okay. It is a 40. It's, it's a little heavier. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. a, it's a cold red wine. <laughs> I like that. Love so, that. A little uh, recommendation, I guess. Um, but yeah, what uh, personal plugs do you have to share with the folks out there? I'm here to once again ask you to listen to Tailgate Society podcasts. Bitter Units, Matt A Baseball, Culture Check, and Old Man Strength. You know you want to. You know you need more podcasts. You're just sitting there at your desk and you want to listen to something. Listen to people educate you about different things. I feel like that's a very fair ask. Or And if you don't like Creed or Nickelback, <laughs> if you listen to this week's Culture Check, um, both bands get absolutely roasted. Wow. So, yeah. That's not to love there. <laughs> I know. I, I some people really like those bands as it turns out. I learned this week and I was like, man, I did not know. I kind of feel bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh <laughs> what are your personal plugs this week? Um, just the one. If you got a ballot in the mail and you haven't mailed it yet, don't do it. It's too late. <laughs> Can't go back now. You got to drop it in a ballot drop box. Um, you know, we don't, we don't want to overwhelm the USPS. And if you put it in the mail now, it might not get counted in time. So if you care about your vote actually counting after you spent the time to fill out your ballot, you got to drop it off in person. Um, some states, fun fact, have been putting up fake ballot drop boxes that are very confusing because they look just like the real ones. Um, Yikes. so before you drop a ballot off, go to your official city's elections website. They list the actual locations that are officially counted, um, and make sure you're going to one of the lowest places because people are trying to confuse people and we don't want that happening. So, um, that's my plug this week. <laughs> I'm getting off the soapbox now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. It's good that people know that they can't mail their ballots. They need to drop them off. It's good to be aware that there are fake drop-off boxes for <laughs> folks who cannot mail or drop off your ballot. If you can do early voting, go ahead and get yeah. that done because uh, your time will be up soon, bud. And then if you don't have either of those options... We truly hope that you're going to go vote on Tuesday. Um, you, it's important that your voice is heard. Everyone's voice deserves to be heard. Voting is how we do this. Yeah, and um, if like people may be worried about safety, um, but these ballot drop boxes are it's just like dropping off something in a USPS like letterbox. It's you don't have to go in anywhere. They're all outside. Um, like usually outside of a building or something. So you don't have to come in contact with people to drop it off. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And 
you know, a lot of people might think, oh, well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be probably Thursday. You know, that's four days away from the election. It'll get there in time. I'll just mail it. Don't do it, people. Don't risk it this time. (laughs) You need to make your voice heard. Whatever your opinions are of things, it's important, like Emily said. So just be, you know, take the extra effort to drive a little bit if you need to. Make sure it counts. So I am done. (laughs) That is all. (laughs) The civic engagement hour has ended. Yes. (laughs) With that. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.